0: It is wonderful to be back in town. Great to see you. Great to be in this place. Great to be in the presence of Jesus. No other place we want to be than in His presence. And uh, we haven't flown in from the United Kingdom today. We've actually been in your wonderful country for over two weeks now. And so we are grooved into the time zone. And in fact, we came here from Phoenix, Arizona this morning. So um, we left summer <laughs> and arrived in fall. But we like it because, I mean, there's a chill to the air, isn't it? And it's like you've got the, the color change in the trees, and so makes us feel quite at home. And so uh, lovely. I understand it was in the '80s, at the beginning of the week, so you you've seen a real change this week, huh? So it's wonderful to be here, just to say the first um, week that we were here. We were in San Jose, California. And uh, had the privilege to be at a conference called Transformation. And uh, I am just so amazed at what God is doing across the earth in our day. The challenge is the secular media has got its own agenda. It's an agenda of fear. Fear. It's an agenda of bad news because bad news sells. And so what God is doing very often doesn't get heard in the secular media. Um, But in this conference that we were at, there were people from every continent uh, of the world giving testimonies to towns, cities, regions, and nations being transformed. And um, many of you know that my spiritual father was Bryn Jones. And being the type of man that he was, he would often ask provocative questions. Questions like, did Jesus say in Matthew 28, make disciples from all nations or make disciples Of all nations. And the answer, of course, is it's not make disciples from, but make disciples of all nations, which means that it's possible to disciple a nation. Isaiah puts it this way, can a nation be born in a day? And the answer in God is yes. So we can see nations transformed. I'm not against us discipling individuals, but Jesus raises the bar to a whole new higher level of discipling nations and bringing them into the fullness of their calling. And just like individuals are unique, and each of you in this room, uniqueness is in your DNA. It's expressed through your fingerprint, but it's something about who you are that isn't going to be replicated any time again on this earth. You are unique. You carry something that's unique, and you are made to display a glory that uniquely you can display. In the same way as it's true of individuals, it's also true of individual nations. Nations have national characteristics. And these national characteristics were meant to display the glory of God. And nations were intended to be redeemed by Jesus. Psalm 2, the, Lord, the Father says, ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. So nations are destined to be reaped and being at this conference was so wonderful to hear some of the stuff that's happening of nations being reaped and uh, we can't tell you everything but, but just to say here's one instance a gentleman was there who was a medical doctor from Uganda his uncle is the president of Uganda. So he is part of the presidential family. You understand that Uganda has not had a great history for 50 plus years. You know the evil ravages of Idi Amin, his butchery of people, the way that the nation was subjected to witchcraft and the occult through him, countenance in mediums and encourage them in the affairs of the nation. And the nation has been on a roller coaster. But this gentleman who was at the conference just showed us a recent footage within the last six months where the president called a national assembly in the soccer stadium, which was absolutely filled. And uh, for about six, seven hours, there was worship, intercession going on in this football stadium. That which was usually set apart for for sport. There was worship to God that just rolled and continued. And uh, the president allowed it to to continue to the focus to be Jesus. And uh, he came there. In order to rededicate that nation back to God. And about one o'clock in the morning. When the presence of God was so powerful. Footage was shown of what was going on in that arena. He stands. And declares, I dedicate this nation to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That we repent of our sins. We repent of what previous presidents have done. We repent of the way that the nation has gone. And we open the doors of this nation to make Jesus Christ Lord. Now, does that mean that everybody in the the nation is a Christian? No. But when the president does something like that, it shifts atmospheres. Changes the culture of a nation. And this is happening again and again all across the world. And um, look, just even in Europe, you understand that Europe has been the dark continent. Years ago, Africa was the dark continent. That's until Reinhard Bonke got let loose there, okay? <laughs> and his, his mandate is that Africa shall be bloodwashed, huh? From Cape Town to Cairo was his mantra. And that Africa shall be saved. And what's happened is that nations in Africa have been absolutely turned around. Uh, Many of these folks have come to other places like including the UK and Europe with a message that they heard all those decades ago from Reinhardt that Africa shall be saved. Because they're living in Europe, their passion now is... Europe shall be saved. And in the last couple of years, it's been astounding to see what has been taking place in Europe. Again, you won't hear this on the secular media. How that God is demonstrating signs and wonders. He's demonstrating His power. Even in places like France. We have a friend called Jean-Luc who's based in Jean-Luc. You have a baby called Jean-Luc? Oh, you have a baby called Jean-Luc. Well, may that blessing come on Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc Traxel is his name. He's based in Switzerland. He's, he's um, Swiss French. And because he's Swiss French, speaks the language fluently, of course, has a real passion for the French-speaking world. As you know, France is probably one of the most secular nations on the earth, because in 1905, they made this distinction between church and state that is so vast that the church has no influence in state events. And that's regarded as the religious world, which is kept out of the governmental world. And so the the nation in itself is utterly secular and often bereft of God. But here's the amazing thing. God put in Jean-Luc's heart to go and minister healing to people. First place he went was across the border from where he lives in Switzerland, in the city of Lyon. He was expecting maybe 10, 20 people showing up. Just advertised it as, this is what, come and get healed. Over 200 people show up. And God turns up to bring healings and and miracles to the lives of people. Of course people get saved. Why wouldn't you want to give your life to a God who loves you so much that he heals you physically? What about him coming to live inside of you for the rest of your life? The end of the meeting, a man in not particularly sharp clothing came up to him and knelt in front of him. Said to him, I've been here tonight, you don't know who I am, but I want what you're carrying for this anointing to heal. Would you pray for me? He knelt down in front of him, and Jean-Luc prayed for him. The man got up and thanked him, and then introduced himself as an archbishop in the Catholic Church. And says... I have two other archbishop brothers. Would you please pray for them as well? Because we want the Catholic Church to be filled with signs and wonders and miracles. This is what we require. And so right now in, in Europe, there is some significant shifts that are happening. Um, some of you know Randy Clark. Anybody know Randy Clark? Randy Clark was invited... Uh, last month, to address the whole leadership of the Dutch Reformed Church in Holland on signs, wonders, and miracles. (laughs) The Dutch Reformed Church is saying, our theology is not making the difference. What we require and what we need to see is the power of God in action And this is in Europe, which is the dark continent. And God is stirring our continent and opening the hearts of people to receive him. And uh, I honestly believe that God wants to reap every nation. And that the whole earth belongs to him. He died for it. And uh, so... I'm just bringing you good news of what God is doing around the earth. So we were excited to be at that transformation conference, and that whatever God is doing inside of us to transform us is so that he brings transformation to the world around us. And that is true for you guys tonight. Uh, Let's just open up the scriptures to the first letter of John. just want to read a few verses just to set a context. So first letter or first epistle of John, because I'm in America, I'm reading from the new American standard, it's reading a new language. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested, and we have seen and testified and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ These things we write so that our joy, or some translations say, your joy may be made complete. I I have come to love the Apostle John. um, As the Apostle of the heart, the Apostle that put his head on Jesus' chest at the Last Supper. And when John writes these epistles, it's not as if the church environment was everything was going fine. It wasn't. There were certainly challenges. But John immediately doesn't focus on the challenges. When he opens the letter, the, what he focuses on is the person of Jesus, he who was from the beginning. And the fact that that John got to see this one who was the only begotten son of God. The fact that he got to touch him. The fact that he got even to put his head on his chest. The fact that he could have a relationship with him. John is enthralled decades after the event. He's still bowled over by the fact that there's this connection with the one who is the eternal life. And the truth is that Jesus was the Father's delight throughout all eternity past. The Father took absolute delight in having an only begotten Son. This Son was so perfect. This Son was a joy, brought joy to the Father's heart. In fact, the Father did nothing in creation without the Son. The Son and Father were together all the time. And this Son was such a source of joy to the Father, a delight to his heart. And it was this Son that the Father chose to send to us that we could have a relationship with him like the Father had a relationship with him. That Jesus too would be our joy. That he would be our delight. That we would find in him the source of eternal life that would transform and revolutionize our world. And John uses this word that we have been brought into Fellowship, which means shared life. The Greeks used this word of marriage. And we now have a shared life, a life of intimacy, and a life of connection with Jesus Christ. This year, Marge and I celebrate 30 years of marriage. Thank you. The girl deserves a medal. (laughs) When we married, we believed we were in love, and we were. But the truth is that love that comes from God always has the capacity to grow. Love that comes to us has the capacity to transform us and to transform our relationships. So in reality, Marge is a different lady to the one that I married, and I am a different man to the one she married because love has the capacity to transform us. It means that in marriage, the relationship can grow deeper and stronger and wider. And it can, like everything that Jesus touches, goes from glory to glory to glory. There need to be no end to increase because whatever is of kingdom has the capacity to keep on increasing. So whenever Jesus comes into our lives and we get a heart connection with him and we enjoy this fellowship with him, he has the capacity to transform us so that our lives get enriched, get enlarged, get changed beyond measure. And even after 30 years, our desire is this, that the next 30 years will be richer and better and greater than the last 30 years because it's from glory to glory. The relationship that I have with Marge is different now than when we first got married because she's changed. She's much more like Jesus now than when (laughs) we got married. (laughs) Kidding. But because she has changed and I have changed, it means our relationship has changed and because she's continuing to change because God's at work on the inside of her, then it means that My relationship with her tomorrow will be different than it was yesterday because she is constantly changing. Now, if it is possible for a relationship with a human being to constantly change, how much more is it possible with the unlimited one, Jesus Christ, how much more possible it is for our relationship to be continually being changed and enlarged and growing because as we see more of him, so that revelation impacts our lives, transforms our lives, causes us to go deeper into relationship, deeper in love with him, deeper in affection because we are being changed in the presence of his glory. And this fellowship that results in us being changed is what God is inviting us into more and more. It is this relationship of adventure where it's not a static book of knowledge about this is what I know about him. It's an experiential relationship that wrecks me on the inside, that changes my inner world, that His love kicks out the fear that's in my heart. His truth liberates me from the lies that I believed, even from childhood, so that my life is being delivered from my past, and I'm being brought into the fullness of the glory that he's intended for me. And even though I may be 60 years of age, his work of transformation is still taking place in my life. And I sometimes I feel like a little kid. It's like I feel like I have so much to learn being in the presence of one who is holy and pure, without fault and totally beautiful. And he's drawing us into ever deeper measures of his beauty and his glory and this relational connection of heart that is just transformational because you can't be around him and not be transformed. And so this is what John is inviting this community of people into, into a fellowship with the Son, who has been the delight of the Father for all eternity past and now gets to be our delight for all eternity future. And we will never ever get to a point where we can say, I know him. Because without limit, as he is, we just get to know him again and again and again. And if you think in any way that I'm advocating John and not Paul, when Paul was in prison, writing his prison epistles like Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians, this is the one burden that's on his heart. I pray that God might give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him, ginosko, experiential knowledge, experiential relationship, that you might have intimacy with him in greater measure, that you might know him more. And even Paul himself, as much as he knew Jesus, his, his cry in Philippians is that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings. That I may suffer for righteousness like he suffered for righteousness. That I might be conformed to his death. That it's not about my will, Jesus. It's about your will. Because my connection with you is the ultimate connection of my life. And if it's outside of you, I don't want anything to do with it. It's you I want, Jesus. And so, whatever we have come into is simply a springboard for what God is about to bring us into, which is not only transformation of our own hearts and lives through the experience of his love, but I believe what God has on his hearts is through our lives, transformation of communities, cities, nations, and continents. Through us. And so I sense that for you guys tonight, I believe the Lord wants to bring you into a new place of enlargement, of knowing Him. And that is not to disqualify you in any way for what you already know of Him, that is just wonderful. But you know, we have the tendency as human beings to rely on what we know instead of to press into what God has for us. And very often, the good can be the enemy of the better. And the better can be the enemy of the best. And guess what your Heavenly Father has in store for you? He wants you to come into the best, which is connection with Christ in whom are all the riches of wisdom and knowledge. They're all found in him. And so, as I've just been praying about you and praying about coming tonight and sharing heart with you, I really feel that the Lord has set you up for enlargement and expansion. And he's already started that process. And because leaders are supposed to take a lead, He's already started with your leaders. And so I'm sure it was really nice and cozy for you to have Dan and Fee here as leaders. And that isn't it so wonderful that Dan and Fee are here and they're such a lovely couple. And God takes them from you and takes them overseas to England. Why? Because there's something that God has for Dan and Fee across there there is an enlargement for them. And in chatting to Dan on the phone, you know, it's clear it's been a stretching time for Dan. It's been a time where... He's been taken into areas where he hasn't been before. That his dependency is not on his gift, as great as that may be. It's not on his experience, as great as that may be with not only him, but with his mum and dad. What fabulous experience. But even that isn't enough for where God is taking him. But that God wants us to be dependent on him and to be outside of our predictable comfort zone because he wants to enlarge us and expand us and cause us to walk in childlike simplicity and dependency that will break us into new measures. And it's not down to our own gifting, it's down to this intimacy, this heart connection that takes us beyond our comfort zone. Then he's done the same with Jeremy and Diana, and how that whatever Jeremy's career plan might have been with Enterprise, God crashed in on him and rearranged it, and how that this year has been a completely different trajectory for him as a result of coming into leadership here with Diana with Dan and Fee, but because they're not around for some of the time, there's a sense of weight that's come on them. Rightly so. Responsibility. A yoke of leadership has come upon them that they've never known before. Faithful as they've been. Trustworthy as they surely are. Been around for many decades here. But there's a new season for them breaking in. It's enlargement and expansion. But I believe that God's plan is to enlarge and expand us all. It's not for us to sit in our seats and go, how wonderful to see our leaders expanded. (laughs) How great that they're going through some stuff. Leaders are there to lead the way. Leaders are there to show by example. And Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. And in expanding you into deeper intimacy, enlarging you into even more profound heart connection with the lover of your soul, with the one who was the delight of the Father and is intended to be our delight for all eternity future, as we discover him more and more, hanging around him, we cannot remain small. His largeness impinges upon our smallness, whether it's thinking or whether it's feeling or whether it's vision. His largeness causes us to have a confrontation with his heavenly vision so that we ourselves are enlarged and we ourselves are taken out of what once was and brought into all that he has for us. And so I sense the beckoning of the Lord to you tonight. What he's doing in the world of reaping nations. What he's doing in the world of transforming cities and regions. I believe with all my heart, he wants you involved. And... I know I'm speaking as an outsider, I'm not an American, and so I I don't want to appear to be an expert at all on your internal affairs. But just right now, I believe that God does not want you as the church, his beloved bride who's chosen and pure and holy and drawn into intimacy. I do not believe he wants you to come down to the level of the political debate that's taking place in your nation right now. Because He's got you for a higher calling, which is a display of His glory. And I'm not saying that politics isn't important, but never does it say in the scripture that God is going to use politicians to bring through his eternal purposes. God is going to use his church to display his eternal glory it's not politicians and if we ally ourselves to the political climate and to the political atmosphere instead of representing the one who's truly the lover of our souls, we simply get to reflect back to earth the stink and the stench that's out there in the political sphere and that is not a blessing either to them or to us and it's it's time for us to become connected again to the one who's the lover of our souls to, to be so in love and to be so transformed by his love that our lives are able to transform regions, nations and cities. I believe the time is long gone when we applaud, superstar leaders and go, how great. For whatever is in leadership is destined to come to the whole body of Christ. And he didn't put apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists in place that the rest of us would go, wow, aren't they amazing? But he gave them to the body So that the body could be equipped to be apostolic and prophetic and didactic and evangelistic and pastoral and bring transformation to the world. And so your life is important, you are unique. Your life is made to count. You're not to be a spectator. You're to be a huge participant in all that God is doing. And he's drawing you into deeper intimacy so that in catching his heart, being transformed, you can be an agent of transformation into the spheres and into the areas where you live and work. So into your community, an agent of transformation. But he's wanting to take you from where you are and to enlarge you, to stretch you in the presence of his intimacy. What I'm hearing, what we were hearing of what God is doing in nations, and I've just told you a little bit tonight, there is so much else that's taking place. I think it's time for the bride to rise up and say, we want to play our part. We don't want to be those that are passive. We don't want to be those that are spectators. We don't want to be those that watch superstar leaders do stuff. We want to get in on the action to be the people God wants us to be. And so I just sense an invite of the Spirit tonight for enlargement, for expansion, not just for leaders, but for everybody. And how that out of intimacy of beholding his glory, we get transformed from one degree of glory to another. It's by being intimate with him that we get to be changed, to be like him. Marge, do you have something to share here? Come on, babe.
1: Yeah, I just feel that Holy Spirit wants to do just some wonderful things tonight. Um, that he wants to minister, and while we were worshiping um, I was just uh, just sensed that there were angels here that wanted to minister to us because you know when Je- after Jesus had been through the temptation he 'd been through a stretching and a, tr- a transformation, the angels came and ministered to him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I just sensed that there were angels here tonight to minister to to people that um you know, Holy Spirit wants us to be full of peace. And I just felt there was strength and hope needed to, be, to come to some people tonight. And that there needs to be an impartation of that and of transformation. And um, the journey that Ian and I have been on um, over the last, I think, couple of years, I can't remember. But it just started with God calling us out from the neighborhood that we'd lived in for 18 years and to move house. And the whole journey that we went on, because it w- did not go straight forward at all. Mm. And a whole load of other stuff went where I had to find breakthrough in so many situations. But it enlarged us, didn't it? And it transformed us and what God has done on the way in pushing us out of our comfort zone Mm -hmm. and also transforming us on the inside because when you go through a stretching, there's some stuff in you that you didn't know were there and you wished it came out, you could get it out straight away. It's like, oh, I didn't know I had those attitudes. But I do. Yeah. (laughs) Lord, here you are. (laughs) Come and transform me. And, you know, it's quite humbling as well. And... uh, You know, because of what we've been through and we're still on a journey, I always say we are works in progress. And, you know, I believe God is pleased with the progress we've made, but there's always more. I hope there's more. I hope it's not just this right Mm now. I just want to be more and more transformed to be like him. And I just I just feel that we, you know, there is an impartation here tonight for an even more transformed so that we can transform the world and you know when Ian was talking about your political situation we have the same sure. um and I'm just you know often appalled and I've watched your two guys go at one another and uh, I, I was saying to somebody when we were at school we were told that was bullying and it's not on <laughs> But we're not setting a good example for our kids. And it's the same with our politicians. It's the same everywhere. But I'm determined to keep my heart pure. And, um, you know, I've read stuff on Facebook where people are just vilifying whoever they're not supporting. And I'm thinking, oh, come on, guys. How are we ever going to transform the world if we're carrying that kind of stuff that we're supposed to pray for our leaders, not against them. Sure. And, you know, I pray for our politicians, and I'm not happy that what most of them have done. But, you know, my prayer is, Holy Spirit, give them wisdom. I bless them because you sent me to bless. Put Mm -hmm. godly advisors around them. Um, And that is my prayer. And I'm just glad for the freedom that I have to bring the transformation in my world, that there is still that freedom. And so I pray for for godly advisors and for godly wisdom. And it does bring a peace when you pray like that. It brings a peace to your hearts, even though you're not sure what's going to happen to your nation. When you pray blessing, a peace comes as well. And Ian and I were just saying last night, because we blessed a waitress, we just started speaking gold to her in a restaurant in Phoenix. And when I came out, I went, isn't blessing such fun? Yeah, exactly. I And mean, you do, it's so much fun, and that transforms you again. If Jesus overflowed with joy above everyone else, why shouldn't we still have joy in those situations?
0: Sure, that's fine. Well, look, this is what I'm sensing this, this time of enlargement, s- sense of stretching into greater purposes of God, I'm sensing this is not only for your leadership, that it's for everybody. But in order for that to happen, you've got to say, Lord, I'm willing to be stretched. I'm willing to yield to you in whatever you want me to do. Psalm 110 says, my people will be willing in the day of my power. God is looking for people who volunteer freely, who willingly respond, that when he's moving in power in the nations of the world, we say, Lord, I volunteer to join with you, To cooperate with you, to partner with you in all that you're doing. I'm not asking you to come to me to bless me. I'm going to find out what you're doing and I want to pour myself into it. That I might partner with your program, not asking you to bless mine. And the bride leaves her father's house because she then becomes devoted to another. She changes her name even because she takes on a different identity. The bride of Christ is not there as the center of attention to say, like a spoiled bride, bless me, bless me, bless me, fetch for me, carry for me. She's there to give her life to the lover of her soul. And this is what the invitation is tonight. If, if, if you're saying, yeah, I want to be... Yielded to him completely. I don't want to be just kept in a comfort zone. I want to be ready to go deeper into him. Be transformed by his love and his beauty. Become a transformer of environments. If that is what you're saying in your heart, then we want to impart something to you. Because this is the journey that God has us on. And we want to bless you in your journey. And God is looking for people who would be willing in the day of his power. And if that's you and you want to be prayed for and be imparted to, then come on out the front and let's bless you.